Yeah, I think he's made some big tinkerings there. I mean, he's, he's playing three locks. I mean, a lot of talk at the Springbok press conference today about tidying up the lineouts, which, of course, were just an absolute just diabolical mess uh, at Albany. Granted, there was a lot of all-black involvement in that there as well, but they've taken Peter Steph Detoy from lock and moved him to flanker. I'm, I'm not sold on that. I, I like Detoy as a lock forward. I'm not too sure about him as a as a blindside flanker. You bring in Lude Diaga. That, that should actually help because Diaga are a very good line-out forward to go alongside Evan Estebeth. The other changes they've made, though, they've got Francois Lowe playing at number eight. He's just an out-and-out open sider. And then you've got Sia Corlisi. Now, Corlisi's been absolutely outstanding for the box, but if you were going to play one of either Lowe or Corlisi at number eight, I, I think it would have been Sia Corlisi who you, you would have started there. So it's, um, it, there's a few interesting moves. They've also lost their most experienced player in Beastum Talarera. He, he has had to go back to Durban due to family reasons, so they bring in a guy in, in Stephen Kitsoff. So they've had to sort of just you know make a few tweaks and changes, and, and I'm not... 100% convinced, particularly about taking Detoy and moving him to, to Flanker. That, that's the one big one for me that doesn't seem to make too much sense. Nigel, when you look at their bench, uh, particularly I'm going to go Chili Boy, Ralapelli, uh, Trevor Nyakani and Wilco Lowe there uh, up in their front row. Do you think they've got what it takes to chase an, an All Blacks down if the All Blacks get ahead of them? Uh, no, uh, in short. Um, I mean, they've They've got to be a heck of a lot better than what they were in Albany. And, you know, we, we've seen them play good rugby against other teams aside from the All Blacks. So really for me, that the start has got to be key. Nigel, what, what have you seen over the rugby championship that you think to do with the All Blacks is, has been hugely interesting to you? It's the ability to be able to, to chop and change, to utilise players. And we've heard a lot about how they are trying to get more, um, you know, get their players through to the end of year, making sure that they've got those performances, particularly on the end of the year tour where they've had a bit of a dip. So the fact that they've been able to make so many changes, playing against teams that, that the All Blacks tell us are, are, are quality, um, and to be able to still get the win. So to be able to get players time in the middle, continue winning, continuing to build this wonderful depth. And I mean, you just continue to look at the Mitre 10 Cup and you look about some of those players in, in Super Rugby as well. There's still wonderful depth coming through in New Zealand Rugby. I think that's the thing for me. Also as well, they still appear just at times, though, there's a flip side to it. It's just those, those little moments where things just don't seem to go right. But what we've seen this year is when they don't go right, they, they, seem, to, uh, they, they seem to go wrong in quite a big way. You, you think that final 30 minutes in Sydney, the first 20 minutes in Dunedin, that second half in Buenos Aires, when they're, when they're wrong, they're, they're really wrong. And that's something that, for me, just it doesn't sort of really compute with this particular All Blacks group and this particular coaching staff. Did Steve Hansen read your col uh, column on Kieran Reid? <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue. I wonder, I wonder maybe if I've just gone a week too early with that one there. <laughs> he didn't listen, obviously, <laughs> if he did. And you've also had the time to catch up with Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, it was really nice to, just to have a chat. I really enjoy actually just getting the opportunity to, to have a chat with this guy. I find him quite fascinating. Uh, the first question that I wanted to know, remembering that he'd been away for a long time after suffering that injury at the Olympics, was coming back in 2017. How did he feel the season's gone to this point? 